Welcome to Proudly Asian, a podcast series that tells bold and proud stories of Asians by Asians. I'm Isabel Wong, a financial journalist who wants to uncover the many Asian stories around us that are waiting to be told. There's never just one way to look at Asians. This podcast will take you through a deep dive into the life stories, struggles, and triumphs of young Asians around the world. On today's episode, we have Ben Ahn, a Korean American waiter who is also the co-host of Worst Asian Podcast. Born and raised in Flushing, Queens, in New York. Ben talks to us about growing up Korean American and the bromance with his very Type A podcast co-host, despite being a Type B. Welcome back to Proudly Asian. Now, for this episode of Proudly Asian, we are so lucky. By lucky, I mean we are winning the jackpot type of lucky to have Ben from Worst Asian Podcast joining us because I've been warned by multiple people for multiple times, countless times, about the odds of getting wow. Ben to show up is on par with summiting Mount Everest, or maybe it's harder. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, holy crap! We even joke about how this episode will actually come out in May 2023. <laughs> so if this episode, by any chance, it's coming out in May 2023, and if you're listening to it by now, you will probably know how much shite we have gone through to make this happen. But so glad to have you on the show, Ben. Welcome. Uh, thank you. Damn, this was, that was a fucking epic. Oh, I just <laughs> <it>. Jesus. <laughs> Oh man, uh, for for I guess uh, your longtime listeners, I apologize. I I have a tendency of cursing. I'm I'm from New York. I'm not as classy and eloquent as uh, as Isabel and uh, you folks. But uh, that was an amazing intro. Thank you so much for that. Uh, I feel like goodness. adding some uh, epic music to that. <laughs> yeah, you could have. Yeah, you definitely could have. Like some drums and like you know the the like it just felt. Man, that was that was good. That's a good affirmation. If I had to wake up every morning like that, <laughs> oh, I like that. But yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so so glad that myself and my listeners will get to hear some nuggets of wisdom, <laughs> if any. But oh. I mean, for those um, who are listening to this episode, if you're thinking of getting super educational content, please don't get your hopes up because this episode is purely for entertainment purpose. And if you by any chance are getting any education out of this, please consider yourself lucky. So keep your expectation low. Ooh. The episode will turn out better than you expected. <laughs> please, this is not a TED Talk. This isn't NPR. Like, you're probably going to lose brain cells just after this. So you're better off like just taking a shot of liquor afterwards if you want. And also, um, as a note, for those who are um, watching our video recaps afterwards, um, now you see Ben's arm, right? But if you see his arms not moving much today, it's also probably because... Ben's co-host Lingji uh, might have duct taped him to his chair so he would show up for today's recording. There's a gun recording. to my head as we speak. There's a gun. <laughs> yeah. So if I, I'm, I'm actually trying to blink to Isabel right now. I don't, I don't know how to do the Universal for SOS or he has a gun, but it is a hostage situation that we are seeing right now. <laughs> it is. It, it, it definitely is. I have. Some, he has a list of demands afterwards uh, for the show. Now, Ben. Obviously, before we get into the conversation, uh -oh. for those who haven't checked out West Asian Podcast yet. Oh. Why don't we have you telling us about your brief background, obviously with the question that I ask every single guest of mine, who are you, right. what are you, and where did you grow up? I have no idea. I have no idea who I am. <laughs> um, so I think my name is Ben. I'm one of the few um, Korean Americans that are Catholic as well. Um, funny note, my mother, at one point I, in high school, she wanted me to be a priest. And she was even willing to put me in a, in like those private schools at, at our local church. So like, hey, you want to be a, you want to be a, you want to be a priest sometime? I'm like, don't you want grandkids? Yeah, but you know, I could go for some, you know, you know, it would be cool if you're a priest. I'm like, yeah, mom, you really, you really love being a Catholic, huh? So, um, I'm the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a very devout Catholic, um, but I do believe that you should try to be a good person, be be good, thy neighbor and stuff. Uh, born and raised in Queens. Um, I'm a diehard Yankees fan. I love the Knicks. 
I know I get a lot of flack for it, but um, considering the Mets are here, Linji's a Mets fan. Um, but I can't deal with the, the the amount of depression of how like bad they are, and I already have like things going on in my life, so I'm just trying to take it easy there. Um, what else is there? I thought I was gonna go into art at one point, and then I went into like pre med uh, for for nursing, which I didn't realize you had to be smart at. So I failed at that. Um, and you know, I was just trying to do it for my parents, as most you know Asian Americans or Asian families try to do. They want their kids to be like, hey. What is that that we want to be? I want I want to be an actor. <laughs> oh, silly, that's ridiculous. Please, go go pick up go pick up your LSATs right now. You know, so um, yeah. I don't know how much more do I need to say about myself. Do you want my social security number or <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what else uh, to say. Uh, do you want my SAT scores because they're horrendous? No, that would be for those who actually but, pay to subscribe to our premium plan. So um, we'll we'll keep uh, that. <laughs> but, yes, if you want to open up a credit card under my social security, <laughs> sign up for her uh, monthly subscription plan. You got it. You're not going to be able to get much a good line of credit, by the way. <laughs> but good luck. I mean, just now you mentioned um, you grew up in Flushing, Queens in New York. Yeah, Can good. you briefly tell us about the neighborhood? What's it like there? Um, it, it's great. There's water fountains everywhere. Um, people pick up the trash. Um, people say hello when they bump into you. They, I'm just joking. It's, it's Everyone's really rude. Everyone's in a, in a rush. Um, people spit. Uh, <laughs> the trains are the trains are pretty bad. Um, I think with the... Um, not to get too dark, but with the whole variance with like Asian hate, I could definitely feel the paranoia for sure. Even to the point where like if I see elderly Asian people or just Asians, I will try to make sure I'm looking at them, making sure like no thing go nothing goes down. It's kind of true. I think like in New York, you you kind of can expect the unexpected. So you know, so if you see like a crazy guy take his pants off on the train, you know, you're just gonna have to just you're just gonna turn around and be like, oh man, just as long as you don't delay me getting to work, I'm fine. But um, New York is great. We have the, we have great food. Um, there's always something to do. I think I take it for granted for being in the city for so long. Um, the only thing I have to be, if I had to be a stickler, was is the weather. The weather, it gets, the New York weather here, it, it gets brutal, man. It, it gets so cold here. What else is there? You also mentioned Flushing, Queens is also kind of like an up-and-coming Chinatown. Is that right? Yeah. Um, back then, growing up, I was surrounded mostly with like... My neighbors were older people. They were like Greek, Italian, Polish, just white. And they're super sweet. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, they were per like earrings and stuff. They had the little nice little dresses and stuff. They're really cute. And they taught me even how to play baseball, some of them. And um, we used to have a lot more diners. That was for sure. Um, a lot more Italian restaurants, which I actually really, really miss. Um, and then along the time, you just start seeing, you know, I don't know, my mom and dad were like, hey, yo, Flushing's pretty lit. You guys should just come on down and just, like, let's start families and popping babies. I think my parents told Linji's parents, too, like, hey, just come through, man. Flushing is where it's at. Let's just build stuff. And uh, that's how that's kind of how it happened. But food is amazing. It's it's crazy how big it is. I, I Like, just thinking about it, I, I'm, you know, desensitized to it. But the amount of just Korean stuff you can do. Um, have you, is there a K-Town? In, uh, in, in Hong Kong, you mean? I'm assuming there is one everywhere, but... Oh, actually, I think that might be kind of like a pseudo-K-Town um, in a place that's called... Pseudo. Chim Sha Tui, where there's this street that's full of um, authentic <laughs> Korean restaurants. That's apparently where people uh -huh. go for like authentic Korean food. I think that might be the closest to like a Korean town. Are there, are there Korean? I guess there's not much Koreans... In Hong Kong, though? there are there are a lot, and they can speak like Chinese and everything like that too. Or I don't know actually. For those that I have met, they didn't grow up here, so they came here for school, yeah. and they would say they might have lived in China before, and they would speak like Mandarin, but then they wouldn't speak like Cantonese Chinese, which is what they speak in Hong Kong. Right? Yeah, I don't know anything about Hong Kong. All I know about about you guys is that you guys have amazing uh, train systems. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I heard you could eat off the floor. On, on your trains like that's how clean it is please come here and try it out for us <laughs> i will we'll go to we'll go to uh your pseudo k-town yeah i'll drop yes. i'll drop some food on the floor korean fried chicken and oh yeah and, I'll just, and we'll do like sit down it'll be it'll be nice no you know no picnic bl uh, blanket we'll just eat there and stuff oh yeah and that'll be our next future episode right there for sure now going back to you growing up in new york yes. right um as a korean-american kid mm -hmm. i could imagine um 
back then, when you were growing up as a kid, there might not be as much awareness initiatives around the Asian American community, right? So what was it like for you growing up as a kid? Was it tough for you? Mm. Were you bullied or were you the one bullying people? Oh, can I ask you, what did, let me ask you this. What did you think? As a, you know, little Ben, little Ben Jr., what did you think is the answer to that? I don't know. I feel like the motto answer to that um, from most of the Asian Americans uh, I've met would be they, they got beat up somehow at some point. <laughs> <laughs> they got, somehow they got, yeah, they got, they got assaulted. And yeah. shit. Oh, man. I'm trying so hard not to curse and it's early in the morning for me. Please, and please like, curse man. away for this one. <laughs> I. Oh, really? All right, great. Uh, thank you so much. I'm like, oh, man, I got to use my... You have my permission my to curse. <laughs> I got to use my SAT words, and I failed that part. So thank you so much. Um, yeah, it was bad. It was really, really bad. Um, I'll tell you this much. Um, elementary school, great. But it was because we were in different locations. That's where you know, I met Linji, a bunch of our friends. Um, for our longtime listeners out there, for our podcast, um, that's where we met our CFO. And also, um, you know, I say this with love, our fat friend from the highway. Uh, <laughs> Lynchy shaking his head right now. <laughs> Going back to, like, being bullied or not bullied. I I was not the bully. Um, I look like a bully now. And the funny thing, the funny thing is, Isabel, when I, go, when I go out, right, it's so funny. When I meet other dudes, right, I don't dance. But I like to just be, in, like, you know, like, with music and stuff. I like to have a beer, right, and just hold it. Right? I just take up to the space. But I'll just stand there against the wall, right? I swear, I swear to you, God, not. People either, they, it's two things they assume. They're like, hey, yo, Ben, uh, I know I just met you, but I got to ask, bro. Like, are you, yo, are you an undercover cop? Or, or like, it's either undercover cop or I'm a drug dealer. I don't, it's <laughs> always, it's just the two polar opposites. And I'm just like, wide eyed. I'm like, oh my God. Like, because I remember I had this one friend, he does music, he's like a rapper and stuff. And he was like, he asked permission if I could do drugs. <laughs> I'm like, why are you asking me permission, dude? He was like, bro, Ben, like, I love you, bro. But I just needed to know, are you a cop? I'm like, what? I was like, this isn't the departed, bro. Like, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, no, I'm not, dude. I just, I'm just degenerate just like you. Just relax. So, um, but going back to the bullying thing, um, yeah, it, it was pretty violent back then. Um, I mean, I still, I would say it's still violent now, but it's different now because now everyone has cell phones and stuff, you know? So now you just record, and if you're smart enough, you're like, oh, I sh maybe I shouldn't throw this chair at that kid's face, you know? But I, I uh, it got pretty well known, but it was during, I think it was during history class, and this classmate of mine I decided to uh, name a file of his PowerPoint pr presentation under the name of a topical... Um, warming cream uh, let's just say it's my name plus gay so ben gay i don't know if you guys have it there it's like tiger bomb of america but he he wrote that and i was offended you know and then uh, i remember i i uh the and for new yorkers if you really want to piss them off right what you do is you you see us wearing those uh, fitted hats right those new york fitted hats I took that and I threw it across the room and I just slapped the, you know, salami off of, off the back of his head. And everyone was like, oh, shit. And then I just cursed. God damn. Ah, damn. Anyway, so he gets up, you know, he punches me. And I remember, <laughs> and then I just, I clogged back. I just punched him right back in the face. He flew across all the tables. I gave him a black eye. Um, this is the funny part. So. He was such a he was such a dick in class with all the teachers that I had teachers coming up to me because they heard and they would come to me on the sides like I just want to say thank you so much and they would shake my hand like I, I won like congressional medal or something like thank you so much you don't know how many years I've been wanting to punch this kid in the face too so I'm so glad you did that and you know like as a teacher you're not supposed to like you know condone violence right you're like you're not supposed to like preach that kind of stuff but they had this look on his face and and um. I got to the point where they were going to say, my friends actually, um, rest in peace, uh, one of them, Mini-Me. Um, I just found out he passed away, but they were affiliated with uh, certain Spanish gangs. And they said that, you know, they went to the older brothers that were actually in the gangs and they were going to be like, yo, we got we to gotta mess up this kid, blah, blah, blah. And, and supposedly they were going to jump me after school with like brass knuckles and stuff. But they're like, yo, Ben's cool. We like Ben. And to be honest, Carlos, that was the guy's name. Carlos, if you're listening, I don't know. How, if you're listening, I don't know how, but I am so sorry I punched you in the face. You know, I apologize, but you deserved it. And um, 
they were like, no, no, Ben's cool. So they just like waved it off. Pretty much like I hit, you know, like in Goodfellas or something. And they told me that afterwards. I was like, holy crap, man. Like, this is like for real. So um, I got into a lot of fights growing up. I remember I used to be a very angry kid. I used to be very temperamental. Um, a lot of it had to do with my household. Um, and for, for some reason, I, I don't know what it is, but Korean males tended to be uh, very violent. You know, like, I, I you know, I'm, I might be stereotyping it, but like um, in Korea, there's something called Han that's supposed to like mean like there's an anger. I didn't even know this. And I was like, I was like, you know, that's a really lame as uh, excuse to just be angry all the time, you know. But um, we used to get into a lot of fights. I had to learn how to. I had to learn how to fight. Um, it was all in self defense, though. That's the one thing I always say. Like, up, oh, it was all in self defense. I would never initiate a fight. I, I would never suggest anyone to get into a fight. Speaking of K towns, K towns, there's a lot of fights because people get drunk. Mm. You know, people get stupid. You know, uh, some guys get a little too handsy with the women. You know, unfortunately. So it's like, hey, buddy, like, you know, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't know what makes you think that works. But, um, yeah, that, that's kind of like the childhood I grew out. Eventually, I grew out of it, luckily. Um, I do have a younger brother as well. And a lot of people don't know this, but um, he got into, involved with a big fight um, in high school, too. And I was in college. And he pretty much got to the point where I remember my dean teacher called me. He got arrested. And that's when I had to uh, realize, like, hey, like, I got to change my ways, you know, like, to be an example. Like, you know, violence isn't the way. And he did, he's, he's a great kid. He's, he's super sensitive. He doesn't like to fight. He's like the, he's like the biggest softie. He just happened to be at the location. And he didn't run when the cops showed up. And for anyone knowing, if, you're, if, you're, if we're in the same race, so, like, Isabel, if it was you, me, and, like, a Linji, right? And we just, you know... Let's say we got into a fight with like a bunch of like Spanish people. They cops automatically assume it's gang affiliated, and it's really hard for them to like shake that. So it, it makes it a lot worse. So um, I was not the I was not the bully. Um, I actually would try to p- protect people that were being bullied though. I did do that though. So yeah, um, if you're coming to New York, you have to learn how to fight. I think or carry maze. <laughs> Wow, what a story. And to know that what an amazing person that you turn out to be after going through oh. all those years. It's um I, Isabel, you give me too much credit. No, no. Too much credit. Your your co-host Linji just um abuses you emotionally all the time. So you need some love, Ben. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, he's vomiting right now as we speak. <laughs> I think he I think he's cursing right now. He's he looks like the dude that comes in on work on a Monday, you know, and he's like, God damn, why am I here? And, you know, like in the office and shit, in the cubicle, he's like, God damn it. I know. Like, this he's, he, he, I think he's literally doing his taxes right now or something. It's crazy. Wow, <laughs> damn. He's, he's working hard. My God. He's a machine, no, man. No, he's like, he did all the work for you to just sit here and get all the love and glory. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. When I came in, like, at first I was like, you know, like, because he was giving me shit, right? And I was like, I was like, this, this mother effer. And then I come in, I was like, oh, man, he had everything set up. And I'm like, and, and on top of it, it's not even for him. He's just doing it. I was like, oh, man. And Linji has to do it. He's so anal about everything. It has to be his way. <laughs> or he'll just, he's like Simon Cowell of like, of, of like flushing. Yeah. He'll just be like, rubbish. You're a failure. Just end your life now. Like that's, that's literally like what he'll say, you know? So um, thank you, Linji. Um, and the worst part is that he's listening to all this. So, yeah. You know. He's like the Grinch. His heart is like slowly growing, you know, like <laughs> at the end. He just slowly starts seeing it, you know? That's what. Yeah, I remember seeing the email threat of him um, trying to coordinate this episode <laughs> with you. And then I, I was so impressed. I was scrolling down. It was like complete entertainment yeah. to me because like, I remember like seeing him sending you the episode agenda. Uh-huh. And then like if you didn't respond, he would yeah. send another follow-up email saying like, oh, it's way past Passes the deadline. Up. I'm like, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, it's like I'm working for Mussolini over here, you know? Like that's... <laughs> It's tough out here, but but the, like um, he hates it when I say it, and you know it's because I still suck at it. But he is so punctual. Um, he can he can attest to this. But back then when we used to hang out, I was always late. Like like you think I'm bad now? Oh my god! Back in the past, I was terrible. I was, and then I realized like man, that's re- that's a really uh, you know douchebag thing to do. Like I mean, I still do it, but like it's because like I'm just I'm you know I'm just I just suck at life, but. <laughs> Before I just didn't even care about it, you know. Like, I remember one time it was it was the guys, right? <laughs> and we were all supposed to hang out, 
And then I didn't explain anything to them because I was on a date with a girl. And I came hours late. And then they're, and then they're like, they're surprised because they're finished. I think they're having dinner. And then they finish dinner. I get there. I say, hey, guys, I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. Let's have dinner. It's like, bro. And you can see all the plates are empty. You know what I mean? Like, it's done. Like, the checkbook is there. <laughs> like, where the hell were you? He's like, oh, man, I was on a date with this girl. It, it, you know, it took a little longer than I expected. What's up? You know, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, God damn, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know how Lindsay's not bald. <laughs> or, I'm looking at his side right now. He doesn't have any silver in his hair, so... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I got to say I have so much respect for Linji that he's still around after all these years. Yes. You know, um, having all the BS from you. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Linji, um, he, he, he's yelling Stockholm Syndrome right. as we speak. So, uh, you know what? I'll, I'll take it. Sure. Whatever works. Whatever floats your boat, man. Exactly. Yeah. Stockholm Syndrome, Sweden Syndrome, whatever you want to call it, bro. <laughs> you know? Amsterdam Syndrome. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> Now, Ben, um, one of the main reasons why I invited you on this episode, it was because when a little while ago... You work for the FBI. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are a bunch of people like listening um, in the background. I know. I, I, is there a helicopter? Lindsay, is there a helicopter outside? <laughs> All right, thank God. Oh, that's just Lindsay's. That's just Lindsay's doing right now. His helicopter is actually mowing the lawn. That's what it does. That's how rich he is. It's impractical. He uses a lot of gas, but, you know, whatever. I'm sorry. Please continue. One of the main reasons I have you on the show, um, it was because a little while ago, you know, a bunch of our podcaster friends, Curtis from the Infatuation Podcast, and we were all chatting. Yo, gang, gang, shout out to Curtis. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Hi, Curtis. <laughs> yeah, man. We were talking about how Great you name. were a few hours late to the podcast recording <laughs> um, for one of his recent <laughs> episodes, right? So that gave me the idea yeah. of like, you know what? I need to find someone who is completely type B and flaky and just tell his side of the story yes let's, i can't wait and tell us you know yes the psyche yeah from the point of view of like type a people like myself and i can imagine that's for lingji as well yes like we would see people like you yes. type b people as like you can't really get your shit together yeah but i just really want to use this episode to ask you and interrogate you you know is it really um how it seems you're gonna waterboard me <laughs> yeah. i knew it i knew it isabel i'm not Beautiful accent and everything. I knew it. Did Lingji frame you on West Asian podcast where he's trying to make you sound like the irresponsible one? So people don't know this, but I actually have a son. Uh, Lingji has him hostage. And he says, if you ever want to see your son again, you better do this oh podcast. That's <laughs> so there's going to be a terrible movie. Steven Seagal is going to uh, star in it. <laughs> so he sends you the but, uh, video clip of the sun every week just as a teaser. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And and the worst part is that um, he feeds him only vegetables. And my, my son hates vegetables. <laughs> so that's menacing. It's terrible. Awful. Um, now, nah, uh, let's see. I guess uh, if we want to get into like the psyche part now, right? Because who's better qualified than, uh, you know, type Ben. So um, I think a lot of it has to do with intelligence. That's the truth. Um, I, I, I wrote a little bit about it down and, um, I think with like, in terms of like you and Linji, right. I think it starts with, um, starting young with good, uh, developing really good habits. Um, I never, I never had that. I think that's the main thing. Like my, my um, there's no such thing as boundaries too. So in the time, like in the aspect of time and everything, it's almost not real. Like I'm wearing a watch. I, and I'm just wearing it because it looks cool. I, I, I like people are like, do you know how to read time? I was like, probably not, but it looks great, you know? Yeah, a lot of it has to do with, I think, um, your upbringing for sure. Um, being meticulous like that. I didn't have that. I, I realized. Um, so, discipline for sure. That's, a, I think, discipline is a big factor in it. You know, my dad, my dad loves Linji. He's like, why can't you be skinny like Linji? You know, like why? Like he gets just shit done. Like my dad just doesn't give a uh, he doesn't give a shit about your feelings. He'll just tell you how it is. You know, like last time I remember he <laughs> last time uh, this girl was dating, I thought she was beautiful, right? I was like, Dad, what do you think, right? You know, I'm being cocky. He's like, she, she's pretty, she's, she's pretty beautiful, right? He's like, bro, she's ugly. I was like, damn, man. Wow. I was like, bro, bro. Yeah, he's like. She's like, she got those stupid, uh, what's it? Now you now all girls wear that stupid shit in their eyes with the little caterpillars and shit. And I was like, he's like, God damn, that's ridiculous. My God, was like, once you take that off, she's a completely different person. She probably looks like a dude. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad, my dad is 
My dad, my dad doesn't like. He doesn't care. He's like, nah. That's, that's like trauma. <laughs> yes, yes. But it's, it's it's good trauma. It's funny trauma though. My dad, he's a great guy though. Great. I always say, great dad, shitty father. That that's another thing. I think um, my father didn't instill really good discipline. He was pretty open minded, even though he's very traditional. He would just be like, hey man, whatever you want to do, go for it. If you want to have fun, go have fun. You know. Just don't get yourself, you know, like hurt or like in trouble or you're losing shit. That's the only thing he was trying to say about things. Um, so, you know, I think type A people just like have a um, not innate, but then they develop young with like um, in terms of like having having a, what do you say? Like a set schedule, a routine. That's I think that's the most important part. So from routine from there, you start and then that's how you develop. Like, oh, I got to do it at this time. And it gets to the point where like it's almost OCD, right? Like you're like, I have to do it. I have to make my bed. I have to do the dishes, you know, like just having it sitting there and stuff. You're like, oh, no, I can't have that. So I think that a lot of it has to do with that. Um, my 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 family or my parents, I guess, not that, you know, I'm complaining or anything because I have to learn it myself. Um, yeah, no boundaries. So, you know, <laughs> I remember one time uh, in, in, I think it was in middle school, right? I'm taking a shower and <laughs> and then uh I didn't notice, but my, my dad literally just opens the door and yelling. And he's like, who the bleep is this kid calling, you know, all this shit. I, I'm confused and I'm butt naked, by mind you. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And I was like, dad, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, dude, you know, you would think like you couldn't wait after the fact, you know, like I'm done and dry and, you know, fully clothed and stuff. And <laughs> he, he needed to talk to you right now at that moment. He comes in. He has a phone. He's like, who the fuck is this kid? Blah, blah. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm confused. I'm like, I have no idea who this guy is. Actually, it, it ended up being Linji. Um, but back then, Linji, also for, for the record, people don't know this, but Linji, Linji was actually the, a problem child back then. That's another thing. He he used to, he, can I say this? Did he allow you to say this on the pod? I don't care. He, <laughs> too bad anyway. Uh, he, whatever. He's doing his... He's doing his taxes, I think, for his, his gold bars. Anyway, so anyway, uh, he he used to cut class all the time. I remember it was crazy. He used to cut school all the time, and I used to go to school all you know every day. But he would cut all the time, <laughs> and and uh, when he was cutting school, he he would just come back and then he would just be like, "Yeah, man." All of a sudden, I'll see him coming to school every day now. I'm like, "What changed?" He's like, "Oh, my parents got me a tutor, so they need to see my work," but. From that drastic change from like being, you know, like, a, you know, technically, you you know, he was a delinquent cutting class, right? And all of a sudden, he just turns it on and becomes like a, a, you know, a student. We had the same math class at one point, right? And our CFO, shout out to our CFO, you know, please give us stuff, you know? Uh, but he, 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 he was dumb as hell. He would get like 70s and 80s, sometimes fail his test, you know? I would get like in the 90s, you know, like 90s, high 80s, you know, stuff like that. But this dude... I, I'm not even joking. A hundred every time. And and to make it worse, this guy would finish it in five minutes. And it's just like and like he'll like walk out, be like, yeah, suck it. I'm like, wow, what a what a douchebag. Well, and like the math teacher, I sort of got, he had an erection from like Linji. I sort of got like he was just like, wow, just kudos to this kid. You know, but I think that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not, I don't think it's school that teaches you how to be a type A, type B. I think it's just like from your upbringings and little habits like that and stuff. I used to be really messy. Um, I'm sure you make your bed. I, I'm, I'm sure this guy does it too. But for me personally, I, I used to not do it for the longest time. And then like, you know, I saw something, I think it was like some guy made a speech about it saying like, hey, like you have to make your bed. And, you know, from there, that's how you start making, you know, better decisions and be more disciplined. And that's that's how you do it. When you start your day, make your bed. And I was like, oh, that's a really that's a really good mantra because that puts you in the mindset like, okay, you want to do things one by one, little by little, and that helps. Um, but unfortunately, I don't have great memory, so um, going to the plan. Uh, no, I was gonna say plan B, <laughs> but um, the type B. I don't want to say it's because like I I don't care. I I really do care. So when I do forget things, whatever, I feel terrible. You know, I feel I feel really terrible about it. Um, but it's just, it's, I, and I hate myself for it. I'm sure there's some things in your life you're like, damn, I wish I could be better at, you know, that you can improve on. But yeah, um, it's the hardest part when you're trying to figure out something like inside of you that you're like, wow, like some people just know how to get in and figure it out. Um, that saying where they say, um, 
you you'll learn by going through the you know life experience, right? You have to you have to learn your lesson by doing it, right? Make the mistakes. But there's some people out there that can they can literally just like analyze it, picture the scenario, and be like, no, I'm good. But for me, I'm like, uh, let me do it for the eighth time, man. Maybe it'll work. Blah blah blah. You know, maybe this time. But and and that's the thing. That's the crutch of me. So it's getting to a part where I'm trying to live with it. But at the same time, I know I can do it because I've gotten much better. Um, I know these guys don't care. They don't think I do. But I genuinely, every time we have like a a big group gathering, I'm like, I gotta be number one. I have to be. I have like, and then and then when I'm there, I have to like, like let them know like. Oh man, it was crazy, right? Like when I was here, there was so much parking. Oh, it's just, I guess you came on time. You, you know, you wouldn't have that problem, right? So, um, yeah, I am a type B. Um, I totally, I totally butchered your question, by the way, I think. I think how you put it is really nice because honestly, to bring you on, it's not really like, wow, I said I wanted to um, interrogate you, right? But I also want to kind no, please, of you highlight, Love you it. know, that there are so many different ways to do things. And I think the most important thing is that people can respect that there are different like communication and work styles, type A, type B, whatever type that is. But then I think the most important thing is there won't be people who will be like, I think my type of working or my type of operating is better than someone else. That's the most important part because, I mean, I don't know how um, Lingji still stayed friends with you after all these years, but there, there must be something that he loves about you, right? <laughs> but um, uh, Which brings me know, to ask you. I don't know yeah. the word is love. I think it's more out of pity. I think, he, I think he thinks it's like goodwill at this point for him. He's like, if, if, if I'm friends with Ben, I better go to, I definitely deserve to be in heaven. I think that's what he's, uh, <laughs> yes. he's not religious, but I think whatever it is, Buddha, heaven, I don't know what he believes in, but yeah, sure. Um, uh, what's it was? Oh, um, so by the way, my yeah, my dad called. You know, that's what I'm saying. My my dad was like the thing. He he was just chaotic, you know, just bringing everything. Like, like you know, I could I could literally be like taking like an online exam. I mean, back then they didn't have it, right? But he was just barging with like a news. Like, hey, what is this? You know, like in my face. And I'm like, I'm like this mother, you know, this mother effort, right? And then yeah, that's kind of what it is. And I think that's what it was. I just never developed a good routine. So for people out there. Develop a good routine and stick with it. And yeah, just be mindful about it. My my line of work too, I guess, causes me to like just be on the fly, you know, like no set schedule. That's what it is. I realize my life isn't um, set with, it's more with irregularity. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. So you, I'm, I think I'm better with like thinking on the fly. I think that might be my strong suit. You know, I could improvise a lot faster. But in terms of like, you know, let's uh let's lay the floor plan down and stuff like that i'm not good at that for sure so yeah i mean you're still alive you're still operating as a normal am i alive adult so i mean Oof. there must be something right about the question that's a, that's a life question <laughs> yeah. it's past halloween so <laughs> we're not gonna talk about <laughs> oh, hey what's that saying you wear many hats right yeah you have to wear many hats i guess that's that's what it is but yeah i'm wearing i'm I'm doing Halloween for my whole lifetime, I guess. Then. Sure. <laughs> now, during the process of preparing for this episode, I also ask um, your co-host to send in some of the yeah. questions that he wants us, I mean, me, to grill you on. Oof. So why don't we go through some of the questions from your beloved Lingji? And the first question being... Oh, my. Now, listen carefully. Now, for every one inch of height you lose, <laughs> you gain 10 points of IQ. Oh. How many inches would you sacrifice? Oh, that's a good one. Wow. What a dick. Um, sorry. Uh, what a Richard, right? That's that's how you say that's how you say it, right? Richard is dick. That's another one. Yeah, I'm gonna start calling him Richard. What a Richard. Um <laughs> what else is it? Uh you know what? <laughs> I know he's gonna say like, "Yo, you better give him a foot foot dog," uh, but you know I I'm six two, right? <laughs> so I know I know I I know like psychologically you can't. Do you know that saying like, if you're five eleven, like girls are like ah hey, you're short, <laughs> but once you say you're six feet tall, it's like oh my god, <laughs> like wow. So um, I'll see. I'll, I'll you know I'll give me those twenty points of IQ. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take 20. Okay. You know what? Yeah, so I'll be, I'll be a good even six feet, and my IQ will now be 100. So I'll take The best I'll of both it. worlds. <laughs> there you go. Now, the there next one go. is... I'll just grow my hair longer. 
Yes. The next one is a library has an average number of five hundred and ten visitors on Sunday and two hundred and forty. That's not true. Not true. On other days, <laughs> uh-huh. the average number of visitors per day in a month of thirty days beginning with Sunday is. Wait, well, hold on. Are you giving me? A, are you? I'm sorry. Are you giving me an actual? I was gonna curse right now. Yo, this guy is this guy is fucking laughing. I'm so sorry. I keep cursing right now. <laughs> uh, what's it? This is. Are you giving me a goddamn math question right now? <laughs> It's an elementary oh, math question, by the way. <laughs> Did you not know? I was in a fight club in elementary school. Did you not learn anything I was trying to tell you? That's my excuse. My books were my fists. That's what <laughs> this was like. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. So I heard, so 30 nuns going to a bar. Well, whatever you were saying. Sorry. What did you say again? Go on. I'm not going to repeat the question because I also don't know the answer. So I don't. Mean, I won't even know if you got the right answer anyway. Okay, so I'm going to say it's uh, 14 mangoes. Yeah, that's right. correct. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Now, next one. Love it's it. a serious one. Oh, thank God. I was like, please, not another goddamn math question. Like, this is... It's a very serious one. It might be harder than the maths question <laughs> oh. that we just had. Oh. What's worse? Oh. Upsetting your dad or upsetting Linji? <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good one. That's a really good one. Did, did this smoke, did this asshole thought of it? <laughs> yes. He's walking away around. He thought of that? Wait, wait, who thought of this question? It was it was you? I don't know. Oh, come on. That's a good one. No, that's a good one. I got to get credit for that. That's a good one. Um. All right. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to have to say I can live like it's okay to upset Linji because I can I have ways of ignoring it. That's 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 the that's so that that helps a lot. Sometimes like, you know, sometimes in this group chat, he's just like a savage. I'm like, dog, I'm not going to respond to any of this shit. I'm going to just put on, you know, ignore whatever, but um definitely I will say my father because my father is just He's crazy, man. He's angry, you know? And then all of a sudden, like, I have to console him. That's the thing. At least Linji, you know, he's like he's like Chinese Spock from uh, Star Trek. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it makes sense, you know? Like, all right. And then Linji will do, like, the slight jab. Is like, oh, this is why your wife left you. Or something, you know? Like, he'll say some crazy shit, right? I'm not married, but it's just saying. And, uh, <laughs> like... At least, uh, but, but my dad. Oh my gosh, Isabel. Like, I mean, he'll like you. You're smart, and you have you have such a oh god, your accent. Jesus Christ, man, I need that accent. <laughs> I, I I know I keep saying it, you know, but uh, man, it's such stop. A, it's such a great accent. <laughs> oh, even when you said worse, you're like worse. I was like, oh my god, that sounds that sounds amazing. Oh, <laughs> uh, so. You know what? Like I was chatting with um, Linji about um, how he's still friends with you yeah. after all those years of going through, you know, this trauma uh. called Ben. And then we come to this conclusion. I'm a, well, I'm a syndrome. <laughs> we come to this conclusion. Um, the most effective way of dealing with Ben is gaslight yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, not not you as in Ben, like gaslight ourselves. Like if we have to deal with you. Yeah. That's the most effective way. I- I'll be honest with you. I actually don't know the real definition or examples of gaslighting. I hear it a lot. And I'm like, this just sounds like a way of trying to trick people. That's what I'm assuming it is. Um, but when Linji does gaslight me, um, I honestly, I feel bad. Like, it's, I realized with, with Linji, when he's not angry, right? So this is what happened. He told me one time he had a dream. He had a freaking dream. It's not even a dream. It's a fucking nightmare. He had a nightmare. That he was like, you know, I had a nightmare that I was yelling at you about like, you know, what to do with the podcast and stuff. And that actually hit that actually hit me more uh, close to home than um, him yelling at me. Because, you know, when you yell and, you know, like say like, oh, Ben, you know, you're fat and, and you're for, probably from North Korea or something, you know, then it's like, that's like, bro, like, I don't even want to listen to you. But but when he says when he said like, yo, I literally like had a dream about that, I felt bad because I'm like, man. I'm affecting this dude's sleep now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I was I took that to heart. I was like, man. We were actually saying either we, we're either gonna form a healing circle that's to heal from the trauma from Ben, or we just told Lingy that he should just gaslight himself and he'll be fine. 
<laughs> now, uh, I wanna I wanna go to the next yeah. question because this one might yes. I don't even know if it's a harder question for you or maybe slightly easier. Please, the more the more personal, the better. It's just I gotta, I'm trying not to curse for your. I you appreciate know, that. Intelligent. I appreciate that. You got it. Where do you see yourself professionally and romantically oh. in five to ten years time? Oh your co-host Linji wants to know. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! You know, you know, maybe, you know, it'd be a crazy twist if like Linji gets divorced and then like we become lovers. Right? <laughs> that, that'd be like <laughs> he's just been on his food. <laughs> maybe he just wants to know just, what's your plan in the five to, to ten years, so he can go ahead and plan your funeral already. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking know it, man. He doesn't want to think about your wedding anymore, Ben. <laughs> I, I know what is what a dick. Yo. <laughs> I guess what is the five year plan, right? Five year, ten year plan. Um. So currently, right now, I guess professionally, I am in the food and hospitality industry. I am a server at a restaurant. Uh, I, I, for the most part, I worked in like really pretty bougie uh, restaurants. I have to say, for most of the time, like uh, like Nobu, Zuma. Uh, so you know, I'm very familiar with like high end cuisine, Japanese cuisine, especially. Yeah, but eventually, um, you know, because the market is doing so well and our economy is so strong, I'm going to go into real estate. Oh, mm. uh, that's the plan. I actually, I actually got my book yesterday. I just totally mm. forgot. I didn't even open. Actually, where did I put that book? Anyway, I, I lost my real estate book now. I just realized. But um, I have a cousin of mine. He he He's saying he wants me to do it really badly with him. He's like, yo, I think you'll be perfect for it. I can see you doing it. You're really, really great at sales. You're a people person. You know, like, I think you can do it. So I was like, you know what? Why not? I should just try it. So I'm getting the books. I got I to I gotta remember if I can read, you know, and uh, use pens and, and paper. So we'll see that. Um what else is there? Uh, romantically, uh, that's that that's the one. Um, I try not to go too much into my <laughs> love life because, uh, I mean, I have I have stories. Um, I'm very grateful for, you know, my you know the, my past experiences, my you know my relationships and stuff. But I guess uh, if we're talking about just the future, I, I can't wait to have kids. Uh, I can't wait to settle down and have a family. Um, I'm hoping I could do it by. F I'm 35 right now. I'm hoping I could do it by 40. Um, that's the plan. Um, I used to be terrified of kids. So when, so when Linji popped out his his little thing, and then you know my other, uh, the, you know, I'm, what's our our fatso friend from uh, the highway when he dropped his thing two times when he did this. I make it sound like they gave birth, but when he did that, um, I was terrified. I was like, I. I thought I was going to hold the baby and like, they're just going to die in my hand, you know? Cause I'm like, Oh my God, this little thing, you know, I'm going to sneeze or fart and I'm going to drop the baby, you know? Like I, I would think stuff like that. And every time I see them now, I'm like, Oh my God, kids are amazing. They're, they're, they're great. Like now I, I can't wait to have a kid. Um, I can't wait to lose all my hair and be fatter than I should be. But, uh, also I guess the other question, if you're wondering, uh, boy or girl, right? Mm. Um, I used to be like, yo, I'm definitely getting a boy because I'm gonna just beat the shit out of every boy my my daughter brings. I'm gonna scare the crap. I'm gonna say, I'm a cop. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell them I'm a cop and shit. I'm like, I'm a cop. I'm gonna follow you, son. I I know where you live. All right, so I'm watching you. I better not see you in K Town. I'll kill you. Um, so yes, romantically, that's that's the you know that's where I would like to be eventually. I mean, obviously, for this episode, I also wanna um dive a little deeper into the Korean-American topic because I think you're actually the first Korean-American on Proudly Asian. Really? If I'm not wrong. Oh my yeah. god. Not the first Korean. That's fine. But maybe the first Korean-American. Yeah. Oh, I'll take it. Whatever. First, that's, I, I, I am honored. When, whenever we um, add American to the mix, we obviously know that a lot of our listeners um, on Proudly Asian would know that they're Korean and Korean Americans or any type of Asian Americans and Asian communities. We can't really see yeah. them acting or behaving or thinking the same way because mainly it's because the locations and upbringings are just so, so different. So I'm keen to get your perspectives about a few things. And one of the things being with the popularity of K-drama, right? There are a lot of expectation and fantasies around Korean guys. Um, you know, with this rise of K-wave and, and K-drama, did it come as a surprise to you? Because I remember mm. a previous guest um, who was mentioning about Randall Park, oh, yeah. uh, mentioning how he literally cried 
at a BTS concert because he was seeing so many people of different ethnicities, international crowds. I remember that. Yes, I yes. Yeah, exactly. and then he cried because it's like, wow, these people were all dancing to Korean music, mm. and you know, like back then there would be times where you know people would be like, oh, you're Korean, like where, where is that? Is that in Japan? You know, like these are some of the stupid questions that people would ask right. a Korean. But now. There's no way that people don't know anything about Korean. If anything, um, I think there would be people out there who aren't Korean who would know a lot more about Korean celebrities than any Koreans out there. Right. So how do you feel about all these? That's a great question. Um, with like the new, the, the movement with like K-pop, um, you know, it's just like even cuisine, especially. Uh, Korean food took like a huge leap and bounds now. For me personally, it definitely helped. Uh, if we're going to go back to your, you know, past question about my love life, um, it's definitely helped a lot. Because um, <laughs> most of the times, if I meet a, if I meet a, a fine lady, you know, it's like, yeah, where, where are you from? I'm like, oh, I'm Korean. It's like, and they're like, oh, just marry me. I'm like, <laughs> like, it's yeah. And, and by the way, for the record, I'm like, I am so not Korean. Like, um, I love Korean food. <laughs> You know, I love my Korean parents. You know, I love my Korean friends. But I'm, I'm when it comes to speaking the language, I'm so bad with it. I can't speak it. Um, but yeah, it's crazy how like it just it just like kept getting bigger and bigger. Like mm. I I remember I felt like it was first starting with like Girls Generation, and I'm not even a big like K-pop guy, by the way. So if we go to karaoke, uh, if we ever do karaoke, I'm I'm more of like a rock guy <laughs> and like rap. Um, I barely do any Korean songs. I love it with my friends, uh, like my Tongsangs, which means like younger sibling kind of thing. They, you know, they love it. They're they're really Korean, so so it's really cute when I like when I learn a lot from them and just the amount like of uh, momentum that's been built now, like um, just like BTS, right? Like you said, um, I didn't know their popular song "Butter" or whatever it's called. I remember I was hearing, I was I was just listening to it on a on a commercial, and I was like, oh, this song is really catchy. And they're like, yo, you know that's BTS. I was like, I was like, no fucking way. I was like, that's them. It's like, I was like, that's amazing. This is really good. And now American artists are trying to emulate the K-pop sound. Right. It's gotten to that point now. So, you know, with that, even for me, um, what you know, like how there's a um Asian female, like, you know, fetishization kind of thing. I kind of do also think there is kind of like a Korean fetishization. Mm. So I've met a lot of, and don't get me wrong, a lot of beautiful, uh, you know, people that I met, um, the women I've dated and stuff too, they're actually not even Korean. But <laughs> the crazy thing is their Korean is better than mine. Wow. Yeah, they'll speak to me in Korean. And I'm not a lot, I'm like, oh shit, that's kind of hot. You know, I'm like, <laughs> all right. I was like, all right, girls, you know what? Like, all right, I guess, you know, we can we can go to, you know, Korean barbecue together and stuff, you know, do all that good stuff, drink some soju. Um, I think I think more importantly, I just try to like also hope that Koreans in general um use this to unify Asians in general. That's the thing. Um, I grew up, I actually grew up despising. I hated being Korean because of my father and all my friends. Uh, going back to it, people are gonna assume a lot of bad things, but um, and this is another thing that this is why I have so much love for them is because uh, for Linji's because. I had two groups of friends. One were like the Koreans because, you know, you associate with, you know, who you know, right? Mm. And then I knew like Linji and them. Um, our school was so bad. Um, a lot of the Korean friends that I know uh, became like gang members, went to jail. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of them still have that stigma of like, yo, you know, you got to be, you know, you got to be a man. You know, you got to throw hands and stuff. And it's like, no, it's that's not true. Um, all the times I've gotten to fights, um, I've, I should have been arrested. There's a lot of times where I, was, I thought my life should have been way different than it was before but i knew better because i knew this isn't what the life i wanted to live for myself um as a role a role model for my brother um and especially my parents you know just um seeing what happened what our family went through with my brother you know that really that really had an impact on me but some people still can't escape that kind of thing unfortunately and um i hope we can take you know with k-pop and like Whatever it is, you know, I hope like, you know, uh, C-pop and J-pop, I hope all that blows up too eventually, you know? And, you know, it just gives us another reason like, oh man, you know, like being Asian is, is fucking dope because right now it's so, the tensions are so tight. Like most people, they, they look at you or me, they're like, they don't know English, you know? Like they're, they're not going to ask us for directions, you know? Like, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to come to me like, yo, where's Times Square, bro? 
No, they're probably be like Jing Chong, Ring Rong. I'm like, oh, like you know, like they're yeah, you know, and it happens. But I think what it is is we just have to exercise patience um, and just realize, like you know, there are some dumb people out there. But sometimes, you know, you got to kill them with kindness about it. You know, when you raise your voice, yeah, it doesn't work. But how you really get to them is speaking more calmly, you know, smiling. Then they'll then it tricks the the brain and be like, oh man. Well, what's going on and stuff. So that's so next level. Uh, you know, I just seen some shit because of you know, um, I I had a friend that um, I I lost a friend in K Town. He got he got stabbed to death. Even mm-hmm. you know, like it was crazy. So I have a lot of stuff like that. But I take that and I try to just remember, like, wow, like I'm very very fortunate. We're so saturated with like social media and everything sexualized and everything's so lost now. We always want more. You know, everyone wants the new iPhone. Everyone wants like the new car. But it's like, no, just be proud. Just be really grateful for what you have. There are people out there that are slaving away in factories or mining sulfur fields in like, I think, Indonesia and stuff that are dying on the daily basis and stuff. So it's like, you know, like get off your high horse. Like We're very fortunate. Just the fact that we could do this podcast and like we're talking like you're thousands of miles away. <laughs> and we're making this shit happen. It's amazing. So yeah. um, I hope we can continue to progress. You know, I think you're a great representation. I love it. You know what you're doing. Um, I'm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know who's convincing you to have me on your show. Like seriously. But going back to the whole Korean American thing, mm-hmm. some Korean Korean Americans and Koreans are different. Just like Black Americans as opposed to African American. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a huge disparity about that. You know, like they don't know anything about each other's culture. You know, so it's all about just like making sure we know where we're coming from and Koreans to this day, I know some old school Koreans, they actually have beef with America still yeah. because they feel, um, they feel uh, saying that it's because of America getting involved during the Korean war that Korea split up. And a lot of people, a lot of Koreans still have resentment towards that. I didn't even think about it because you know, I'm, I was born here, but my Korean school teacher would be like, he just dropped the chalk and he started ranting about like why he hates America. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I just want to know how to do number four, uh, <laughs> and you know stuff like that. So, um, but has anyone um yeah. ever said like Ben, yes. you aren't real Korean, like you aren't Korean enough? Have you been judged on you know how Korean you are? Oh uh, yeah, I go tell them to go suck on my. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's it? Uh, when people say that, I would say my father, you know, says that. And, you know, I, honestly, I'll tell you this. I'm like, you know, thank God I'm not, you know, because sometimes when you're too nationalistic, like, you know, very proud of where you come from, you don't, you, you think everything that they do, it makes sense and it's perfect. It's almost brainwashing, you know? So when people do say that, which I've been told, like, oh, like, you're not Korean enough, da, da, da. Um, Number one, I don't, I don't, I, I really don't give a F about what other people think about me. You know, I try not to. And no one should, because, you know, it's just going to bring you down. But what I do try, but there is a point to it. So, you know, being Korean, um, we talked about it on our past episode, um, our podcast, but I think the two main defining factors of, you know, remembering where you come from is food and language. I think if you have those two, you're like 85%, you know, I think that's a pretty good, you know, precursor to saying like, yeah, you're Chinese, you're Korean, whatever it is. Um I mean, I'll be honest. I don't. I, let's be real. I don't even look like one of the BTS guys. All my, all my friends, they got the perm, curly hair, oh baby skin. And I'm like, I'm like, yo, I might hit on you, bro. Like, what's going on? Like, you know, like it's almost feminine. I'm like, yo, you want to go for a drink, my guy, or something? You know, so yeah. I mean, obviously, we just talk about how Korean you are, and then people might try to judge, right? I mean, yeah. but but to you, you know, um, how do you view, you know, some of these? I don't know, like when watching K drama, um, you know, some of the things that I I see, <laughs> um, that they do very commonly, uh, for example, right? Yes, um, you please. also talked about it in a previous episode where. You know, with age, authority just comes naturally. It doesn't really matter if the person is smart or not, as long as the person is older. Right? Like preach it, yeah. And then I also noticed that, you know, on K drama, whenever Koreans meet, the first thing that they would ask each other is like, How old are you? So they Uh, could like determine like if you know who is the senior um, who they should speak formally. Do you do that? Uh hell no. I hate (laughs) that, man. When 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 a guy does that, I'm like, man, you must have like you know, I'm phrasing this from like Pete Davidson and all that. It's like, man, you have some small dick energy, man. Like, I can't stand that shit. Like, it pisses me off. It's like, 
oh, just because you're, you know, your parents, you know, screwed each other a year before that you're older, that you have, you're better than me. No, exactly. it has nothing to do with that. And sorry, I don't mean to be like uh, off tangent. It's just, I met so many guys like that. And this is the thing too. I'm a pretty big guy and I'll stand my ground. So when they try to mouth, I'm like, all right, then force me to tell you. And, like, and that's, I guess, where my anger side comes. But it's, it's to reiterate a point, like, see how silly that is, you know, like, that doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. So, yeah, I totally get it. Um, so, Korean people, the first time, like, you know, you, you sit down, you know, on your tiny little chairs, we're doing barbecue, having soju, whatever. They, they, they don't ask for the age. They ask for what your birth year is. Oh. They ask when you're born. So, you always just say the last two digits. Right. That's what you say. So, I would say, like, oh, mess up, which is like, oh, no, mess up. That means, like, oh, how old are you? They're really asking, like, what year you are. So, I'll be like, pai chi, which just means eight, seven. So, you know, for 1987. And, you know, like, some some guys will be like, oh, you're supposed to call me Hyung. Hyung means, like, older brother, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm like, yo, dog, I, I'm, yo, if, you're gonna, if I'm calling you older brother, you better call me daddy. Because I am, I am way bigger than you, bro. Like, you're not, I'm not calling you that, you know? But um, I do think it is endearing when, this is how it works for me. This is my philosophy. If... If someone wants to call me Hyung, right? I never tell them to call me. I will tell them specifically, don't call me Hyung unless you actually really mean it. Like it's out of love. So I have a few guys that, you know, that call me that are like, oh, Hyung, because they generally want to call me that. Right, right. You know what I mean? So I think that's, and, that, and that's how it should be. That's how, I mean, there's no bill for it, right? But if you could reform it, I would say that's the first thing you should do. So if you have any Korean listeners out there, if you're one of those dudes, shame on you, bro. <laughs> I will I'm not gonna call you that. All right. Actually, actually, I'm not a lie. I will just be polite. I will do it if they're nice. But if I think you're I think if I, if I think you're a piece of shit, yeah, bro. I'm 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 just gonna tell you I'm Chinese at this point. Very quickly, mm-hmm. at yes. what point would it be um okay for <laughs> ladies to call Korean guys oppa? Oh, <laughs> oh man, yes. Uh, the the million dollar ancestral question. Um, so I'm not lying. I told you I'm not very good with Korean, but when I remember when I kept hearing that, right? Because I was like, why is that girl calling that guy Opa? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they're um they're fornicating as we speak, right? So I, you know, I, I didn't understand that. And you know, I had to ask, I was like, hey, like I'm not I'm not hearing around, but doesn't Opa mean like you know, older brother, but feminine it's, it's feminine uh, terminology. We had the masculine and feminine. So I was like, he's like, Yeah, it does mean that. I was like, is that like your thing? Is that like, isn't that like incest? I was like, isn't that like, are you into like that step bro, step sis, you know, brazzers kind of thing? You know, if you are, that's great. But it's just weird because it's so common in the culture. I've had girls call me Opa too. Um, and yeah, I'm not like, it's a little weird because they also say in like a, in a very like, they go like, Opa, like that. Um, it's endearing, it's cute, but then it's like, uh, how do I say it without being too, uh, uh, but like I guess like if it's in the bedroom or whatever, I think it's a little too you know I don't know I just find it a little weird. But to each their own, you know. Some people like it, um, but yeah. Okay. Next question. And um, obviously, it's time for us to move on to the next segment, which is called Rapid Bias. And in this segment, I'll be asking my guests biased questions they've got asked at some point in life. So, Ben, are you ready? Uh, I, I was never ready. I wasn't even ready for this. I was late to this. <laughs> yes. No, no, you're on. All right, let's go. First question. Yes. Where are you really from? Where am I really from? Um, go after yourself. Oh, no, I'm just joking. Um, I tell people I'm, I was born and raised in New York, Queens, but I'm Korean. I just say it just to get out of the way because I know it's going to come. like, no, where are you really from? Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling you before I was serving these beautiful, uh, like great old ladies. You know, like they look like they both look like they're Queen Elizabeth, right? Super sweet. They're really nice, you know. And then at the end of the service, like, oh, Sunny, oh, thank you for everything. What, what, what's your name? And I'm like, oh, you know. And I was genuinely happy. I was because I love old people. I have a soft spot for old people. I said, hey, um, my name is Ben. I shook her. She's like, no, no, no. What's your real name? And I was like, this fuck, this. This bleep word, and I was, and then, but she was nice. Like that's the thing. People, like racism, and there's a difference between racist and racial. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like racism, you, you you genuinely just despise, you know, a certain person because of the way they are. But this one, it's not like that. I just try to say like, okay, she doesn't mean it because that's all she knows. And I told her my Korean name. I'm Korean, so I educate her. I, I'm, my name is Byung. 
I'm Korean. That, that's where my name came from for my parents. And I, oh, it's beautiful. That's what she said after. So it was a nice moment afterwards. Mm, nice. So there you go. And next question. Okay. Ben. Yes. You speak good English for an Asian. Oh. Um, one time I was in college. I worked at a beauty supply store. I was a manager there. I was checking this uh, uh, black, a black lady out. And I remember as soon as she was walking out, she turns around. She's like, you know what? Can I say? I was like, yeah. What's up? She's like, your English is so good. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, I like don't get it the wrong way. I love it. It's just you sound like you. I love it that you just sound like there's a difference between speaking English and sounding American. You get what I'm saying? So that's what she was trying to say. I started cracking up because she was cool already. You know what I mean? She's like, I just got to say, God bless you. About, you know, it's amazing. And this and that. So, yeah. Um, it depends on who says it. That's what it is. It's the context. It's the context of the people say shit like that. Yeah. You know, you gotta take it with a grain of salt each time. For sure. Mm-hmm. And the next one is. Yes. Oppa Gangnam Style. Oh God, uh, I, I can't stand. It. I mean, now it's okay with Sai. You know, good for him. It was a great song. It was dope as hell. Um, it, it was, you know, another reason why you know K-pop got better, you know, bigger and stuff. Um, but it got really annoying when people were just like, that's all they kept talking about. That's all they were like. Oh, 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 I'm like, stop having a seizure. You know, go to the hospital. Just, just for the love of God. I know. I trust me. I hear it. It's, I don't even know what's the other cultural equivalent to that, but yes, I, I got a taste of it. I can't, I, but good for Sai though. He's the man. Mm. Love that guy. And then next one. Yes. Go back to your country. Okay. I'll be like, yo, go back to yours. But for now, I'm going to chill. I'm going to take it easy here. I love it. I, my, my response is always go F yourself. But, um, yeah, when people say that, I just I just smile it off. I don't. That's the thing. When you smile it off and you just talk to them back, they're gonna be like, "Damn, you know, that's that's your weapon right there." Um, my dad, he got that all the time, but my dad was so frustrated because he can't. His accent is hard. He doesn't know the vocabulary, right? But when we're in the road together and someone mouths off and he tries to curse, I'll be the first one to curse for him. And then like afterwards, he's like. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And um, next one is, yes. are you from North or South Korea? Oh my God. Um, let's see, I was I was seeing this chick, she's from Trinidad. And she, she she asked me, that was one of the first questions she was asking me. And at first I was like, I was like, you can't say this. She's like, why? And then, you know, I was like, okay, she's clearly not just trying to be a dick. So I told her, I was like, oh, North and South, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and she's from Trinidad and she's like, yeah, I don't know anything. And I don't know anything about her country too. Like, so she taught me about like Carnival. You know, it was about slavery and stuff. I thought it was like a big sex orgy. And, you know, she laughed about it even. So, you know, I learned something. You know, we were both able to laugh, but, you know, laugh together about our cultures. And that's all it is. Just trying to embrace each other's cultures in a more com- uh, comedical way. Yeah, education and help each other learn. Yeah. And finally. Okay, finally. Wow. You are really big for an Asian. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh, I get that all the time. Like, people do the up, look up and down, look at me. I've had people grab me, like literally grab me, like I'm like a like a Pokemon, and um, I, I I get it, you know. I'm like, all right, cool, because I feel like I'm a representation of you know what it is to be an Asian. So it's kind of like, yeah, you better watch out, son. I'm going after you, you know. Not like that, but I, I was at a bar, some guy from New Zealand, like Waikiki Tatiti, he literally just grabbed me. He's like, oh my god, you're. A, he literally said what you just said, and, but he couldn't stop talking about it. He's like, he, and, and then he also said, like, man, because he considers some Asians, like, man, I wish I was as big as you. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, I don't take it, like, as, like, an insult or whatever, you know? I think it's just like, oh, wow. Like, people, people are watching. That's what it means. They're, they're watching. They're kind of like, oh, shoot, yo, these Asians are they're growing over six feet tall now. And they're smart. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're screwed. You know, so. Well, yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. Thank you for playing this Ooh. round of Rapid Bias, Ben. Sweaty. Initially, yes. to wrap up the episode, I have allocated time for you to plug um, the Worst Asian Podcast. But yes. since your co-host Lin Ji is breathing down your neck, um, I'll just tell our <laughs> listeners to go check out Worst Asian Podcast. Go on their page if you want to know anything. <laughs> now, so let's that 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 gives us a you know one minute to talk about the final question, Ben. Oh, for you, you know, um, yes. what does it mean? To be proudly Korean American. What does it mean to be proudly Korean American? I th- you have thirty seconds. Oh my gosh, Jesus Christ! Um, I don't know. Um, damn, when you said thirty seconds, that just totally put me in a blank. I think um, being 
I think what's important about becoming an American is you have to really, really just uh, practice patience. Um, you're going to meet a lot of people from all walk, uh, walks of life. And people just uh, genuinely want to know. You can't assume that people are just always trying to make fun of you, try to earn the skin, you know? And we can't keep thinking like, oh, we're a target. We're a target. No, don't do that. Maybe people are genuinely curious now and they want to be part of us. We have to change that narrative. And, you know, whatever, if, if that means like interracial dating, um, you know, appropriation, whatever it is, you know, appropriation in a way is appreciation, you know? Because from there, people start asking questions. Like, oh, where did you get that from? You know, what, what's like, this is great. Like Korean barbecue is a perfect example, right? They say, oh, I love Korean barbecue. You know, like I, I have to eat all the time. As much as I hate hearing it, I'm glad that they're willing to try it. And it's something that it's it's like everyone loves. So it's, it, it works out for everyone. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Sharing and, you know, building on it. There's nothing wrong with spreading that kind of message. I love it. So, yeah. yeah. Go Knicks. Love it. Thank Love you. it. I mean, keep the conversation about Asians open, even for non-Asians and welcome them in. Exactly. So that's very important. I mean, thank you so much for sharing your story with us so generously and your positive energy with us, Ben. What? So Damn. great to have you. God. Thank you. You made me feel good. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of Proudly Asian. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at proudly.asian for more content. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. Leave us a five-star review on wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and signing off for now. I'm Isabel Wong. Just, just, just.